You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. So tonight I want to talk to you guys about a topic, a subject that says it's about freedom. But my wife told me that every time we have, uh, for YouTube purposes, we have just the word freedom, not that many hits. But we had called daddy issues, okay, we got a lot of hits. Doggy style, a lot of hits. So I said, okay, tonight's topic is freedom. But tonight, the title of my, sub, my, my sermon is, Do You Boo? Okay, <laughs> that's the title of my sermon. Do you boo? Romans 14, 1. Let's look <laughs> Receive one who is weak in the faith, but do not dispute over doubtful things. For the one believes he may eat all things. Hello, that's me. But the one who's weak eats only vegetables. I'm not weak, praise the Lord. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let him who does not eat judge him who eats. Don't judge me. For God has received him. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he, is, uh, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems the other above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Be convinced. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, let him eat to the Lord. Hello, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat, give thanks to give God thanks. For none of us lives to live to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, and, and that he might be Lord of both dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Hello. Why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. For each of us will give account to, God, to himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not put to stumbling block or cause to fall in another brother's way. I know and I am convinced by the Lord Jesus Christ that there is nothing unclean of itself. Hello. But to him who is considered anything to be unclean, to him it's unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, hello, you are no longer walking in love. Do not be destroyed with food for the one whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken as evil. 
For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things are acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make us peace and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good to neither eat meat nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Hello. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith, for whether it is not from faith is sin. For whatever is not from faith is what? Sin. So what is this verse talking about here? This is pretty much saying, hey, to your brother who eats only vegetables, and to the brother who eats everything, who's right? They're all right. Make sense? But, they're, but he's saying here, don't judge the one who eats everything, me. And the other guy, don't judge him that only eats vegetables. We all eat and we all love God. He eats unto the Lord all of his meat, all of his food. He eats unto the Lord. He who eats all vegetables. My friends, tonight's topic is you do you, boo. And the reason why we're talking about this is because... The next few weeks, we're talking about the culture and the idea of what is Living Faith Church. And here's the thing. We're going to have people coming in here. We're going to put a lot of money in the ads here. And, and people are going to come walking through the doors. People who are crazy out there in the world. And then we have someone else coming in here who's like an angel with a halo walking around. You know, saying, like, I've never cursed. I've never said. And you know what? Both of them alike unto the Lord. We love them all. Does that make sense? Here's the biggest thing. We're not just saying we're a church for sinners by sinners. So only sinners are allowed here. First off, everyone's a sinner, but not everyone wants to admit to it. So I used to be so angry at hypocrisy. Oh, I hate the other churches. They're all hypocrites. But that's the thing. I'm the one who's eating everything, judging the guys eating only vegetables. And I'm like, that, the Lord convicted me and saying, like, dude, you got to love the religious and the non-religious. You got to love them all equally, not one over the other. I used to use the judgment. Oh, well, Jesus loved the sinners and despised the Pharisees. No. Jesus loved them all equally. He hung out with the Pharisees as much as he hung out with the sinners. So it's the aspect of what the Lord convicted my heart. It's like, you know what? Just let them do them and you do you. So here's the thing. Are there people here who do some weird stuff? Yes, there is. Do I do weird stuff? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm not going to give you guys a list. If I gave you guys a list, it would be like a, like a toilet paper. <laughs> do people come in here and they drink? Yes. Do I drink? No. Do I, do I despise someone who drinks? No. Do people come in here who, who do X, Y, Z? Yes. Do I? No, I don't. But here's the thing. The church culture here at Living Faith Church, we're so brand new, is that we believe you do you, boo. I would love it if we made a t-shirt that says, you do you, boo. Living Faith Church. And let people be like, what's that shirt about? And say, like, you can do you, boo. And <laughs> tell them, come to Living Faith Church, because you can just do you. 
We talked about last week, the aspect of the very first pillar here is you belong. The first thing before you ever believe, before you ever behave, before you ever anything, you belong. That's the first part. And here's the thing. Say the word free. 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 When we think about how do we do you, boo, or how do I do me, how do we know that phrase, do you, boo, is from Kevin Hart, right? He was talking about his wife and how every time he says, like, how come you sound so happy every time you're on the phone with me, but when you're home, you look so depressed, right? And so the whole story is like, you do you, boo. Like, you do you, and I'll do me, you know? So anyways, so faith, say faith. So free is F-R-E-E. So for us to do you, for us to have that culture of freedom, we have to understand that our freedom comes from this first word, which is faith. Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. That's Genesis 6, 15, 6. So keep in mind, the very first time someone was told they are righteous in the Bible was Abram. Adam and Eve had sinned, and now Abram's saying, you know what, you're righteous. Because you believe. John 6, 29. Jesus told them, this, oh, this is a good verse. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Oh, wait, time out, time out, time out. So you wait, wait, I'm trying to figure out what God wants from me here. What does God want from me? What does he want? He, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe, I believe, I can believe in the one he has sent. That's all. That is all. So someone says, oh, do I have to go ahead and, you know, eat my vegetables? No. Do I have to go ahead and do this and that? No. All you got to do is believe. That's how Abram was given the, the access, the title of righteousness is belief. My friends, Hebrew 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For we want to please God. And how do you please God? It is by faith. That's simply all it is. There's nothing else. So believe God, believe God, believe God. All he wants you to do is believe the one he sent. Believe. If you want to please God, believe. And that's it. Let me tell you this, okay? What's crazy is that here in America... Right? They say, oh, if you're 18 years old, you can't be, you know, drinking or whatever, 21 years old. And that's a law. You're in America, law. But you know, like in Brazil, they're drinking at 16 years old. We were youth pastors. And I guess they won the World Cup or whatever they did. And then, like, I saw, I was a youth pastor. And a bunch of our kids came in with beers. We're like, we're calling Pastor Fernando right now. So we went downstairs during middle of service, calling him, like, Pastor Fernando, do you get up there? I'm like, I know. Here, we have more beers in the fridge. Give it to them. I'm like, what? <laughs> For me and Angela, we're like so freaking like dumped out, like, what? But to them, it's not law. To them, it's like, it's normal. It's normal. But to me here in America, I'm like, no, 21 years old. As a pastor, you shouldn't be drinking. But to them, it's their, it's their culture. Let me tell you guys this. The Bible says in the very first chapter we read, in the very first book, Romans 14, read that entire chapter. It's long, but it's good. Saying, to one, it's sin. To the other, it's not sin. Get it? It's about your own conviction. Right. But it's unto the Lord. This is what the Bible says in Romans 14. So time out, Stephen. Aren't we all supposed to be good? Aren't we all supposed to be? No, just one I mean, Yeah, yeah, sure, yes. But what is good? 
What is normal? Really? There is no such thing. Everyone has what is normal, what is good, is what everyone agrees upon. At one point, at one point, a woman wearing pants was looked upon as evil. Sorry, you, you know, does that make sense? At one point, a woman with her hair up in the middle of church, you're going to hell. Not actually, but that was what they believed. And all women said on one side, and all men said on one side. At one point, the church believed slavery was okay, because it's biblical. And then we all had slaves, and people would argue, yes, slavery, yes, slavery, it's the Bible. Don't change the Bible. Oh, you are... They believed that, and to them, that was sin. To them, that was righteous, to have slaves. But do you guys get what I'm saying, though? At one point in history, this was bad. At one point in history, that was bad. But today, it's acceptable. So here's the thing. Wait. Does God change? The Bible says God never changes. So here it is in Romans 14. Whatever you guys deem as good, it's good. Whatever you deem as bad, is bad. So the one person who says, I don't want to drink because drinking to me is bad, then okay, don't give him a drink. But bro, don't judge me because I drink. I don't drink. Does that make sense? So this church it says this. Do you, boo. Do whatever you want. The Bible says it though. Do it unto the Lord. So I'm doing X, Y, and Z unto the Lord. <laughs> God applies to you. Do you want to do it? Not for me. <laughs> Does that make sense? So here's the thing. James 2.10. James 2.10. This is an argument I give a lot for people who say they uphold the law. For anyone who keeps the whole law, yet stumbles at one point, just one point, is guilty of breaking them all. The Bible says, Jesus says, is that if you have bitterness in your heart, you've committed murder. Now you're a murderer. You look at someone walking by who has a little more skin than he should, and you go, ooh, look at that skin, and then you, you commit adultery. You're just as guilty. So because you may not be shaking like a top on the camera, means you're, you're still as guilty even though you have a little bitterness in your heart. But thank God for grace. Say grace. grace. F is for faith. R is for repentance. 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 John 6, 29. Jesus told them, oh, we were saying this verse. This is the only work that God wants you to do, is to believe in what he has sent. Romans 6, 14. For sin shall have no dominion over you, for ye are no longer under the law, but under grace. Here's the beautiful thing. We're no longer under the law. Meaning, the law says, you can't do this. But guess what? Now you're no longer under the, under the law. Now you're under grace. So guess what? You may be in... Here in America, if a minor 14-year-old drinking beer or whatever else, they may get in trouble if they brought beer to school because that's a minor. Bring beer to Brazil, they won't arrest you or nothing. They'll celebrate with you, give you cheer, cheers. Does that make sense? But you're no longer under the law, the laws of, of all the Ten Commandments and all that stuff, but you're under grace. So here's what repentance is. Repentance. Repentance, people say, well, don't I have to repent every single day? Yes, repent. R-E... P-E-N-T. Repent. Repent is this. Re means rewind. Re come back. Re return. Turn return. Re, you know. So R E stands for come back. Say come back. Come back. Re. Pent is where we get the word penthouse. Where the highest place of every building, they call that the penthouse. It's the highest place. So re. Repent. The actual Greek word for repent is metanoia. Metanoia. 
Meta means transform, metamorphosis. Noia is the word noggin, noia. So meta, transform, noia, noggin, transform your mind. Repent, transform your mind. Re, come back, pet to the highest place. So whenever someone says to you, you must repent, 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 and they expect you to go crying on your knees, like, oh, I'm so sorry, God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. That's not repentance. That's not repentance. That's not biblical repentance. Repentance is re, come back, pent to the highest place. R repentance, meta, change, noia, mind. Change your mind and come back to the highest place. That's what repentance is. My friends, that's Bible. That is the true definition of repentance. So if I'm in church, guess what? Paul says to preach repentance. I'm telling you to give. I'm changing your mind. That's You are repenting when you're sitting here at church. I am preaching repentance. But you're changing your mind. I'm trying to change your mind on grace, on giving, on loving one another, on serving. And that is repentance. Because you're changing your mind. So every time you're here, you listen to a podcast or to a sermon or whatever else, you are repenting. So don't get it twisted. So F is for faith. R is for repentance. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then E is keeping our eyes on eternal life. My friends, eternal life is real. We are only here for, say, I always joke around about this, but it's true. Maybe 80 years if you're out because you're drinking ginger stuff, 100 years. You're only here for a little bit of time. You're only here for a little bit of time. But keep in mind this. We have, like, this is all of eternity. We're only here for just this. We have to have eternal focus. Eternal focus. My friends, why are we safe? You know, there's this guy uh, I've been watching online, and... He says there's no heaven, there's no hell. I, I, I don't believe that. I do believe in grace, but I don't believe that there's no heaven, no hell. I believe that there is a heaven, there is a hell. It's called polarities. Polarities, where there's an up, there's a down, there's a, there's a left, there's a right. So if there's a heaven, he believes in heaven, he says there's no hell. Well, if there's a heaven, there's got to be a, a hell. There just has to be. Jesus even says the gates of Hades won't prevail against it. So Jesus even talks about hell. What I'm trying to get is this aspect. I believe there is a judgment day that we will have to face before God and say, God, am I welcome to your kingdom? And the Bible says it's the only way is to believe. Only way is to believe. That's the only way. There's no other way but to believe. Believe in Jesus. And so we have to maintain our mindset of eternal eternity. Now, I'm not saying be religious and stop doing this, that, and the other thing. I'm just saying be eternal focused. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For it is by grace, say grace, you have been saved, saved from what? Saved from eternal condemnation through faith, belief. By grace, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not from yourself. Hello. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So no one can boast. My friends, here's the thing. It is not of us. So no one can boast. See, if we, if God demanded us to live a good, upright, righteous life, then guess what? We can boast and say, God, I deserve this. I'm going to heaven. 
The Bible says, I forgot where it was at, but me and Keith are talking about writing the chapter in a book about grace. It's the last chapter in this book that we're writing about for, our, for the self, people who just become saved through our church. We're going to give them a book that walks them through the whole like, discipleship, pretty much. And right now we're working on the last chapter about grace. And there's a verse that says that I did not know what sin was until the law was given to me. You can be driving on a freeway at 60, I'd say 80, and not know you're breaking the law because you didn't know what the law was. That's the first question they ask you. The, the cop says, do you know what, what speed limit the limit here is? If you say yes, you're damned. If you say no, no, well, you can fight it, by the way. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's a different story. But if you, if you admit that you knew how you were going fast, sir, what speed were you going? I don't know, officer, tell me. You know? so, but keep in mind that that's a trick question, by the way. I'm not sure. This church is not trying to tell you to break the law. I'm just trying to say is the aspect of how to protect yourself. Hold on, Jesus. Um, so, my friends, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There will be people who perish. There will be. But if you believe in Jesus, you have eternal life. So we must be eternal focus. And here's the thing. I'm not trying to speak doom and gloom. I'm just giving you guys reality. That this is, we are in a battle for souls. A battle for people to get to heaven. Here we are on this thing called Christianity. Rowing around. And we're playing boat games, and we're playing, singing boat songs, and we're listening to boat music, and we're watching boat TV. But here we are, there's people drowning all around us. And we have to maintain the focus. It's not just about me living my life, but me getting people to come on the boat and save them as well. Jesus says, I have not come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. My friends, our mission here, no matter how beautiful I look, or no matter how beautiful we can be the stage or the music, the ultimate goal is salvation. The ultimate goal, now what's salvation? Believing. I don't care if they come in here doing this, that, and the other, or they're also in some industry, or they're cracked out, or they're drunken. I don't care. Maybe they'll think I'm more funnier if they're drunk, you know? But I care that they believe. And that's the reason why we do church. We must maintain Eternal focus. Last one is we have to remain, remember in our do you boo is where we have to be earthly, have an earthly mission. Mark 16, 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That's the mandate. That's called the great commission. Not the great suggestion. It's the great commission. I commission you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. But here's the funny thing. He's not telling you to go save people. You don't have to go to your friend and say, Friend, let me talk to you about Jesus. No. Say, hey, you free Sunday night? Come to church with me. Do you know that 85, 90% of people will say yes as long as you say, invite them? We had a person in this church come visit in the last month. Okay? My biggest, one of my biggest haters in the world. One of my biggest haters, to my face, told one of our assistants at the time, Kristen, says, in my face, why are you working for this guy? Quit. And he was serious. He's like, here's my card. Let's, let, let's talk legal stuff. This guy's... He... My biggest hater was here at church. I turned around, I was like, oh, wow. 
And then I was like, who invited this guy? And Adam's like, oh, I invited him. Like, Did you know? Like, I didn't know. And it, it, after service, he came right up to me. And his very first words was like, what are you trying to do here? I'm like, uh, let's, let's talk over here. Let's talk over here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's talk over here. And I, eventually, everyone left around like 10 o'clock-ish. He left closer to midnight, probably like around 11, 11.30. But seriously, the entire time he was talking to us, it was like, boom, 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 boom. Like question after question and, you know, but eventually, here's the funny part. Eventually, he's like, you know what, I'm down. You guys are cool. All right. And he says, people need to just talk to you guys. But eventually, he goes, you know what, you guys are down. I'm down. You guys are cool. Whatever you guys need. He's a, he does some, he has a special talent. He goes, whatever you guys need, I'll help you guys. Like, all right. But here's the thing. The biggest question he asked was why. I said this. Jesus commanded all of us, not just the pastors, all of us, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And here's the funny part. This person was invited. He could have said no. We've got people saying no. Like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to go to anything you guys do. All right, God bless you. But this person said yes. All he got was an invite. It's an invite. The worst they can say is no. The best they can say is, oh, hell yeah, you know? Or like, let me talk, let me attack this person. Invite them. Your job is not to save them, just to invite them. My job is not even to save them. My job is to help them believe. But whether they believe or not, that's on them. I'm doing my part. Matthew 22, 37, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the laws of the prophet hang on these two commandments. The, my friends, the first one is to go into all the world to preach the gospel. The second one was about loving God, loving people. That's the great commission and the great commandment. Two things, the great commission and the great commandment. My friends, Living Faith Church, I would love it for us to develop a culture that we say, you do you, boo. You do you. Someone says, hey, is it possible if I, you do you, boo. Hey, and if it's illegal, say like, oh, I didn't hear you tell me that. <laughs> okay, so if anything gives you anything illegal, just say, I didn't hear anything about it, you know. Here's the thing, last verse here, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. This verse, my friends, says you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Do it! I'm thinking about, do it! I might not do it, but you can do it! You can do it! Okay? Do whatever it is you want, but don't be mastered by it. Can I do, yeah. Can I smoke, yeah. I'll smoke. Can I drink, yeah. Can I participate, yeah. But the, moment, the thing is, though, is do not be mastered by it. Because the moment you become mastered by anything is the moment that becomes your God. And the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And just believe. So my friends, this is a church that, be that believes in freedom. Freedom. Understand that you are free to do whatever you want. 
And this is the church that believes, do you, boo? Do whatever you want. But don't be mastered by it. Everyone close your eyes, bow your heads. Tonight you're here, for those watching the broadcast, and you're saying, Stephen, I don't know what I believe. I don't know if this whole Jesus thing is real or if, I don't know. But I want to believe. If that's you tonight and you're watching this broadcast, do not end this broadcast without praying this prayer. So wherever you're at, if you're here tonight, if you've never prayed this prayer, or if you're watching this broadcast, just put your hand on your heart and pray this prayer saying, Dear Jesus, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. Make me holy, righteous, and acceptable today. I claim heaven is my home. God is my Father. And I will praise you with the rest of my life. My friends, if you pray that prayer, comment below. I pray the prayer. Or shoot us a text message. 1-888-305-2303. And whenever Casey's done writing the book, we'll get the book to your hands. But you are now a born-again believer. And Jesus says, the Bible says, you're written in the Lamb's book of life. And if those of you who are here tonight and you're saying, I don't know if I pray the prayer, if I've written the book, do not leave here without knowing confidently that you are written in the Lamb's book of life. So talk to me, Casey, say, hey, how do I know for a fact that I'm written in that eternity? Let us know, I will pray with you. And then for the other people tonight who are watching the broadcast right here, maybe you have some restrictions in your life or you're a judgy or whatever else. Say, Stephen, I need a little more permission to do me. Well, I want to pray for you. Father God, tonight for every person who is sound of my voice in this place or online, I pray, Jesus, that you would give us the freedom. Remind us of the freedom that you have for us. That we may be a people who are not judgy, not a people who are condemning. God, pure love, peace, hope, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We thank you in advance for what you're doing in our lives. Bless us now. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.